to Don't Be All Like Uncool, a very Bravo podcast. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm joined by my tanned and toasted co-host, Mr. Ooh. Alex Moran. Hi, Alex. Hi. Thank you for giving the listeners a very accurate description of what I look like currently. Yes. Very toasted. Do you want to know the alternative uh, adjective? Mm-hmm. Tall. <laughs> yeah, that would also be fitting. But toasted, I'm always toasted. All right, my tagline this week is if I was, uh, if they had an old, a granny in a Housewives franchise. Fortune favors the old. Oh, Ooh. Alex. That's nice. I like it. Just very straightforward. <laughs> Who's the oldest housewife on record? Ramona? Ramona is the oldest housewife. Woo! Wow. 64. We are also joined by my lovely sister and our co-host, Miss Julia Baker. I'm beautiful, expensive, one hot pleasure, party people. Tom's gonna give me everything to get it tonight. This pretty mess will be a roller coaster. People will lose themselves. How many fucks do I give? Were those just a list of Erica Jane's taglines? Yes, that I no, it's a list of Erica Jane's songs that I have written to give a summary of the housewife and the hustler. Ah. Tom's gonna give me everything. I added the Tom. Okay, I was like, gonna give me everything. <laughs> and then lyric. to get it tonight is another song. Oh my gosh, Julia, I have to admit that was a stretch. It sounded like a great idea. The execution left me and wanting something a, else. It's a good stretch of time as well. Yes. For you to say. Oh, as in like it took forever for you to say. <laughs> yeah, it was really. <laughs> I do have to admit, I tried watching Housewife and the Hustler, and it felt like a cold open the whole time. Like, it wasn't structured. It was oh, really I loved weird. it. Well, then you didn't watch it to the end. No, I stopped after 15 minutes. Alex, did you watch it? No, but no spoilers. I've heard great reviews, though, truly. I actually loved it, Elizabeth. I think the reason is you thought it was a cold opening the whole time is because you only watched the opening. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, you guys ready for uh, my tagline? My tagline could be uh, used by many housewives, including the likes of Jen Shaw, Teresa Judice, and now Erica Jane. Crying never pays, but doesn't it? Oh, ah, And nice. then they wink. Then they do a little wink. Or do they cry? Speaking of taglines, uh, Alex, let's get into Roni, because I don't know if you guys caught it. So the tagline I was referring to in our opening, of course is Ramona referencing her seasons one through three tagline. Making money is an aphrodisiac. She referenced that. And she also gave herself a little shout out for Ageless Maya Ramona. So I like the Ramona plugs in this episode. She also told us how politically correct she was. And she <sighs> had some amazing Ramonaisms. Um, to start us off, I think let's put our best breast forward should be the inspiration for her season 14 tagline. So I'm going to be writing that to her via Instagram as the message. And then she also said, you can't say steps to the park. You know, have to say it's close to the park. And that's because someone told me that's because you can't say that because of the invalids or handicapped people. But she only said or handicapped after the look of pure shock crossed mm -hmm. the uh, real estate. Yeah, she realized that she hadn't passed that test. She's also so politically correct now 
that she's even unsure whether to say the phrase politically correct. She also knows when she should not go to a political party. She knows when to leave herself at home. That was such a good call. (laughs) Yeah, so she was like, what, at a Trump party? Or just at, just not at a party with a bunch of people who are very anti-Trump. I think that would have been a disaster. You guys, this time was the first time I think our cities were aligned. We were watching the same week happen in Beverly Hills and in New York. And I do have to say I found that overarching theme, like, it was very refreshing. I loved it. It felt like you were stepping into a time machine, eh? Yes. Yes. Or it was like two separate universes. I did crack up that... I couldn't tell at first where Lou was going to go with it when Sonia is accusing Ramona for putting a picture of Ebony on her Instagram to say basically like, look, a black person. Like, I can't be racist. And then they reference another one of Ramona's friends who's also black and that she posted a picture of her and Leah comments like, well, she's never posted a picture of me. Hmm, I wonder why. And I was like, this is a woman posting pictures. Like, where's this going to go? Nope, they all throw Ramona under the bus. And if it was literally anybody else, I'd say like, maybe maybe she's like grown as a person. It's not performative. But Ramona, it absolutely was, right? And speaking on like, if it was literally anyone else, Sonia, just like the act of calling out another white person for doing for performative allyship is also kind of like being a performative ally. But since it's mm-hmm. Sonia doing this, again, like, no, I don't think she's trying to be a performative ally by calling out the other one. I think her and Ramona are just so singular in that way that it's not even registering to them what they're doing. Oh, absolutely not. Unlike a Heather, who apologizes for her um, articulate comment in an equally condescending way. Almost made it worse. Yeah. Where she's like, I meant I meant to say just like, you know, you sound elegant. It's not like she's bringing up why it was bad that she said that. She's like doubling down and like defining it more, which makes it, yeah, way more condescending. And then Ebony has to explain to her why the word like articulate and eloquent, like both the words you used are... Ugh. Well, Ramona's screaming, I don't need a lecture right now in the background. And Sonia's screaming, listen to her. And I don't know if I didn't catch it completely because I was so shocked and Julie and I were screaming over it the first time, but I misquoted Heather. It was actually worse than I remembered. She said to Ebony, you're very articulate. I don't know if anyone's ever told you that. That's why I thought it was a joke. Do you think she was lying in bed replaying that conversation or do you think someone reminded her that she said that? I think someone said that was recorded. Oh, okay. Because mm-hmm. that was her mm-hmm. big thing the other week on Instagram as she was saying all these things about edits and stuff being in and not being in. So I think she realized that she was caught Ooh, on camera. Bleak. But like Alex said, she kind of didn't get it until somebody said to her clearly, hey, Heather, this was said. And my guess is she said like, well, yes, of course. I mean, Heather <laughs> wasn't invited to the election party. No. Can I admit something to you guys? I hate. You voted for Trump. oh god i hate housewife halloween parties i don't know why i hate them i I don't mind any other party i don't like the halloween ones did you like the scaled down halloween party that was the talent show no i liked it even less (gasps) oh i thought it was hilarious whoa elizabeth why is that that? because i love the costumes are always so funny to me no why okay hang on i'm gonna backtrack 
maybe I don't like the COVID ones because I did like the season finale of Roni season 12 where um, they are in that huge hall and Leah's with her ex throwing octopus at people. I did like that party. That was a mm-hmm. good party. But the Fallon party of Atlanta was cringeworthy, <laughs> but maybe it was because of her house decor. That was weird. And this one made me super uncomfy, too. I don't know why. I don't know why. Is it because they six women were performing for the crown of Miss New York in front of four people who barely were able to muster up a grin? Half of who planned the event. Yeah, it feels really forced. I think that's it. I think it doesn't feel authentic at all. Where the costume party we had last year, there were randos there. Like, clearly friend of friend of. So you got to see them. And it felt more real rather than this, which felt so... I felt like I was watching The Bachelor. No offense to The Bachelor. Oh, it did have a Bachelor vibe. Ooh. Oh, shoot. Now that you say mm. that. Sorry. But I think Ramona doing push-ups in a ball gown, I could watch any day. Much respect. Week. She didn't even place at the end. No. no. She put in the most effort with hers by far. What was, uh, what was Ebony's... Ebony's talent was public speaking. The spoken word. She did like a three verse Spoken word. Okay. And then Heather's was memorizing a cheerleading chant that Ebony and Leah (laughs) thought she made up, but like that's the most common thing a cheerleader says. Yeah. If she had brought a cardboard cutout of the letter D and then a little picket fence, their minds would have been blown. (laughs) I know. Heather's a genius. Well, Leah, the winner. Cried when she won. (laughs) Hula hooped hoops around her arms and then even messed that up so that was bleak i have a question for you guys do we think sonia's back on the water pills yes yes and i i think she's straight up gonna beat the shit out of luann and ramona at some point (laughs) i think so too especially after the uh, exciting boxing practice we got to watch what did we think about ebony's uh secret sister storyline that she mentioned very (gasps) casually i was like excuse me that was the biggest hot goss of the century her picture has been on the mantle of her grandparents' house, oh of the secret sister's grandparents. Do you think, oh, I hope that we get to see the blood test that's been introduced to us. Do you think we'll see it through? I hope so. Our last Lifetime movie didn't come to fruition, so I and really need thank it. God for that. One. Oh, Murder, She Drew? Thank God that didn't come to fruition. (laughs) Yeah, thank God Drew is alive. (laughs) This podcast does not want any of the housewives murdered, (laughs) for the record. What is this one? The other sister? Sister, sister. Sister, sister. Sister, sister? Question mark. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Because copyright. Ooh, that's good. A comma and a question mark. It's all Mm -hmm. about punctuation, Alex. Time for some Beverly Hills. So off mic, we were talking about how we only have a little Kathy corner because she's been too normal this week. And then we actually started about talking about Kathy and then we realized, nope, this is a full-fledged Kathy corner. <laughs> this wacky lady. Uh, I'm going to start out Kathy corner with my favorite Kathy moment when she and Kyle go and visit Sutton's, what would you call it? Boutique. Boutique. Thank you. She is perplexed by the layout. And can't understand what's going on to the point where she's questioning the quote-unquote little empty closet, which is a bathroom. And so I like to picture that off camera, she was saying to Sutton, like, there's this little room with no furniture and there's a chair in there and there's this big hole in the chair and something's wrong because there's water in there too. Like has no idea, never seen a bathroom before. 
She also says, do we need this desk here, <laughs> which is their register desk? And I think if you walk into a boutique and your compliment is, this smells so wonderful, and then... It is spend, surprise tone. <laughs> and then spend the rest of the time making design edit suggestions, I don't think you're a fan of Sutton's Boutique. No. And you were not subtle about it, Kathy. Can I describe Sutton's Boutique to our listeners who might not watch Beverly Hills? I think it looks like a secondhand store. (gasps) Okay. I was going to say, I want you to picture that you're in like Walmart and you buy a duvet cover set and it's like Paris themed. So there's a lot of fleur-de-lis, there's a lot of Eiffel Towers Mm. and it's purple and black. Like that's the vibe, but put a $19,000 price tag on there. Mm -hmm. Accurate? Yes, I have a lot to say about Sutton, though. So let's get done with this Kathy Corner. Well, yes. Well, I think all the Kathy Corner moments that happened this episode were Sutton-related. Because mine were also just how she was piling on Sutton at the election party. First, when she accuses uh, Sutton of being the reason why Crystal lost five pounds in front of everyone. And Sutton gets, like, really upset over that. And then later when the whole Kyle Dorit drama happens, and Kathy goes, <laughs> Kathy points at Sutton goes, she's just happy she's not in the middle of this one. If it wasn't for Kathy, Sutton would be the craziest person on this cast. But Kathy's got this like fun whimsy to her, kind of like Sonia does, where you're just, oh, Kathy. But- and that's funny that she's piling on the crazy one. When Sutton has her Parisian-themed luncheon, Kathy does walk in, look Sutton up and down, and say, well, this, what Kathy's wearing, is what I actually wear to Paris. <laughs> Such good shade. She has it in for Sutton. Um, so do I. So thank you, Kathy, oh, for good, representing good, good. me. I'll speak in it just because I don't think we're going to be able to transition to this that well beyond this, but what was Sutton wearing at the election party? It was a cat wearing a crown saying, hey baby. To me, do you know what it looked like? It looked like um, if you go to any preschool, they have those, mm-hmm. the carpets with the cityscape on it. That with a lot of jewels on it. Just just so crowded. I thought in elementary school also like a mural where like whole second grade class mm-hmm. collabs on a mural painting. Yes. And then she just took that as her textile for her dress. Now, I know we're hating on Sutton, but I am going to pepper in, because it's Sutton-related, a little bit of Kyle hate. Kyle roasts Dorit for not wearing something patriotic and does not say anything about the monstrosity that Sutton is wearing. Well, Kyle forgets that Dorit's a child of the world. And so when you're a child of the world, it doesn't matter what color you wear, that is going to be patriotic. Yes, and she she has no clear uh, sense of who she is as a person because of that, probably too, right? That's why her voice fluctuated so much more so than I've noticed ever this episode. Mm-hmm. She truly was British in scenes, and I'm I'm not over exaggerating at all. That goes to your theory, Alex, because she was around PK when we've seen her. So your theory on her accent is that it's like residual PK. Yes. Speak. Yes. All right, I'm gonna do a live reenactment of PK and Dreet. You're wearing green. That isn't patriotic. Patriotic doesn't have to be red, white, and blue. You're patriotic if you're from Ireland. To which I was expecting Dorit to do a gym from the office. Like, am I? Am I from Ireland? We didn't eat anything before we left. You had hamburger before we left. From my great country of Germany? (laughs) On the... uh... Dorit and Kyle fight that we saw as a flashback on the plane on the ride home 
where Dorit feels like Kyle's interrupted her and they get into a giant fight over this. When they were doing the flashbacks on all the things Kyle's done to wrong Dorit, Jesus it Christ. seems like Kyle might be yeah. in the wrong yeah. on this one. My note says, Kyle's a huge asshole. Jesus. She said, like, you can go, where'd she say, like, go fuck yourself or fuck you, Dorit? To which Dorit kind of rolled with. And then when she had the nerve to sit Dorit down and say, if you want to be friends with me, you don't get to talk to me like that. Like, she's been prepping herself with, like, a therapist how to stand up to, like, her toxic mother. Like, no, this yeah. is just little Dorit in her dream plaid. Yeah. Kyle's mother, may she rest in peace. I also have to say, though, that Kyle's done us all wrong and Mauricio wrong by reporting back to him that the reason that Crystal and Sutton were in such a huge fight is because Sutton tried to return Crystal's coat. I don't think think that Kyle was paying very much attention that weekend to what the actual issue was. Kyle was in the tiny ass room where the I don't talk about race, I don't see color, well that's convenient for you conversation happened. She was there. Yeah. But also not taking yes, the Yes, she was side. on Sutton's side yes. for sure. And in, well, in her own way. In, like, in her own world just being racist. <laughs> Another uh, Kyle-ism that bothered me. So Sutton's having a like a housewarming, yay, come to my house, I want to have a party. And Kyle mentioned like three times, technically it's my house, but I guess she's leasing it. Mm -hmm. Kyle strikes me as the kind of person that you work for her and then you go on vacation or you get married and she's like, well, I paid for your wedding. I paid for your vacation because I pay for, I write your checks. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm trying to say? Because we're in Kyle's house. So this Southern Sutton, doesn't she think that she's just like the queen of etiquette and the classiest lady alive? Yes. So she invites these women to her home after buying a over $300,000 Bentley. Yes. She invites the women to her home for the Parisian-inspired lunch and is trying to make them buy things. And she has purses displayed like in front of a flat screen TV. It's the saddest party I've ever seen. She also says that the party's $35,000. There is no way in hell this party costs $35,000 unless there's $35,000 worth of merchandise for mm-hmm. the women to that buy. That she bought for them to buy. That's the only explanation, Julia. I mean, I think the Sutton Boutique is having a hard time during COVID. So Julia, that clearly is the only explanation. Unless you go with my alternate theory, this was an MLM party where the women were supposed to come buy merchandise and become a part of Sutton's weird downline. Oh my gosh. You heard it here first. Does that not make sense? Oh my gosh, the Sutton Boutique is an MLM. It's an MLM. You got it. I am saying this with absolutely nothing to back it up other than doesn't it seem like it, right? Like the vibes of it. She also wanted it to look like a really high class MLM because she wasn't putting the prices on anything. She so was- it's just going to look like you have jewelry laying around. Like I walk into that house be like, what the fuck? I think Erica showing up with the big divorce news is going to make it hard for anyone to be able to do some shopping. I think everyone's just going to be looking at Erica. I, I'm worried for Sutton's I will MLM. say since I haven't watched this, this franchise, or I mean this like specific one before like i kind of figured oh maybe that's just like what all their parties are is them selling stuff no no 
No. Um, how much did we love the Mauricio PK chit chat? You're forgetting Rob. I know that poor man is thinking, oh, everything Crystal told me. I see mm. it. It's right here. Big bummer that there was like nothing Erica related really this episode. No, but I do have to say, if we can move to Lisa, who I really enjoy mm-hmm. this episode, Lisa was the only woman who picked up the phone and called Erica. After Erica sent the text out. Do you think that's because they're closer? Or do you think it's because Rena wants the hot goss? I think, well, shoot. Well, I now mean, that you say <laughs> that, but I also think Rena might be the nicest person. Oh, Julia. I do. She picked up the phone and it probably wasn't comfortable. Maybe she's the ballsiest person. I think she, she just wants that juicy, juicy gossip. Oh, shoot. Yeah, sorry, Julia. Also, remember when Rinna told the rape story last episode? Oh, okay. Well, housewife memories, we've all forgot. <laughs> Harry Hamlin took a journey through this pandemic that my own husband took, where he decided that he, it was just going to be him and his house, and it was going to be like post-apocalyptic and he was gonna have to survive but how did matt prep for that no he just just he he just decided he took inventory on things to steal (laughs) he accepted his fate does matt also sound like just an old man now because harry just sounds like this now (laughs) he sounds like doc from back to the future he's not letting lisa swim in his above ground reservoir pool we need that to water our lawn. And then to counter Harry Hamlin's down to earth, we only need our home and our property and can survive off this space for the rest of our lives. She decided to become Barbie. <laughs> yeah. Her alter ego. Interesting choice. <laughs> Interesting choice. I don't know if they mesh, but even she says, I don't know why Harry Hamlin's still with me. Because he doesn't want to get divorced, Julia. <laughs> yeah, there's time. Oh. And she gives a great blowjob that she then applauds herself for. I out loud in my house by myself watching this said, ew. Like, I don't know why I did She's not like that. She's to this blowjob probably every season. Though. She's the opposite of Jackie. Yeah. Who applauds herself on hating blowjobs. Has Harry ever confirmed? I don't know. I would love if he denied. If he's like, she, fucking liar. Nuh-uh. She wrote a book about what a good blowjob she gave. I've never, she's never given me one. Ew. A whole book? Well, no, it was a big part of the book. Okay. Still don't like that. No. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. You guys ready for awards? Yeah. My award this week is the Luann Delisette Money Can't Buy You Class Award, which I am awarding to Miss Sutton. That girl is decked out in thousands of dollars worth of clothing. At one point, she takes a picture with Crystal's bag and puts it on Instagram because she is so excited to be near something that I googled. And those bags that Crystal had, the weird house Build-A-Bear bag, goes from ninety-five to two hundred thousand dollars because it's a collectible. But even though Sutton can whip out that credit card, I have never seen a more poorly dressed housewife. And yes, I'm inc- including Giselle from Potomac. Mm-hmm. I think she is the worst dressed housewife. So congratulations, wow. Sutton. Do with that as you will. All right. Would you both consider Heather from uh, this new season, from Roni, uh, super politically correct or trying to be very politically correct? That'll dictate what the name of this award is. I would say trying. Okay. She's definitely trying. Wait, Alex, I'm, are you asking me or are you asking what Heather thinks? <laughs> she's, but she, kind of both. But shows, yeah, she's trying. Yes. Mm-hmm. That makes this oh, name even better. Okay. So. The Heather Award. I like a good one-name award. The Heather Award goes to Ramona 
for being so politically correct that she doesn't even know whether she can say the phrase politically correct. So congrats, (laughs) Ramona. You're really trying. And Miss Julia. My award is Really Giselle Award. And this I am awarding to Countess Luann. And really, Giselle, we are all wondering, is she really dating her ex-husband, Jamal? Is this all a cover to move her storyline through? Yes. Really? The really, Luann, question I had is, did you really rig Leah to win the Miss New York 1970s talent show? Or Hmm. were you so upset you hadn't won with your baton twirling, you in your confessional change the narrative oh really lou oh i can see it either way i'm i'm convinced either way yes i'm on the fence as well Mm. questions any answers probably never will andy cover this on the reunion maybe i'll write it in well thank you guys so much for joining me thank you elizabeth anytime You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at likeuncoolpodcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all.